Bobby, I meant to ask you something. You brought up the bills as I was lying in bed this morning. I had the random thought. Do you ever call them the Buffalo Williams? <laughs> <laughs> only only when they're very bad boys. Yeah. When they're big big bad uh yeah. Big bad. When they commit a lot of fouls William now on the line. Just curious. <laughs> that was a good one. Maybe chuckle. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should laugh now while I still can because in a few hours there will be no more laughter. The Little Red Bandwagon. This is sometimes twice weekly show, um, loosely inspired by the show Too Beautiful to Live. I'm Hillary H. Baum Garrett Livingston Butler, coming to you from the middle aged Momish Studios in like ostensibly fall, but really it's like third summer in Austin, Texas. Um, <laughs> it's disgusting, but we've actually entered into a beautiful season. It's less than a month to the whole High Holy Day. <laughs> Of my birthday. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. What? <laughs> We've entered. Already? We're here. <laughs> Hillary, when we asked you to host today, I think we forgot to tell you that this is a short episode. <laughs> I will accept all compliments. You know that, you know my Enneagram number. I will accept all compliments. I'm ready. I'm willing to take them. Anyway, but also joining me, this is not just a show about my birthday. <laughs> also joining me, just a little bit far south, uh, Austin Manchac, Texas, and the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the ranch. It's Mike Andrew Frizzell. Hi, Mike. Uh, hi. You know, uh, Hillary, you're right. We're celebrating um, a season here in Austin. <laughs> that is uh, that is fall allergy season. Oh, my God. So, uh, it's so bad. You get a little rainstorm every day for about 20 minutes, and that activates. It's like, uh, allergies, assemble! And then everything blooms for 20 minutes, and you die. <laughs> Dave sounds like a cat right now. He's just like, <coughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm bad. I have a lot of old man noises going on, even more than usual. I have an allergy cocktail I've been taking since, I don't know, I was like 21 years old. A little, a little Flonase. Little Claritin at night. Mm-hmm. I'm usually usually does me some good, but yeah, no, it's pretty disgusting there out go. there. Um, up a ways, up 35, which I'm sure in a much nicer climate. It's and don't at me, bro. Lenholm and the Stick of Butter Studios in New Bride, Minnesota. Don't get on 35, Ann. It's bad. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Uh, for the record, I would like to say I put an extra blanket on the bed last night. <laughs> Oh, good for you. Uh, I think I think Surely. our electric bill was four hundred dollars or something. I don't look That's at it because it makes me sad. Uh, I don't look at it either. Emily handles all the all that shit, and I just don't think I could handle it. I would, if it were me, I would probably go switch everything to like seventy eight and just sit no. here and sweat. <laughs> no. Oh, it's so depressing. I was debating whether I should turn the heat on yet. 
Oh, Looks like God. we have one more day going into the 80s, maybe this oh, Wednesday, God. and then we're 60s all the way. Oh, oh my God. The 80s. You're so cute. I know, the 80s. <laughs> all I think about is, can we be in the 80s, please? You know, I do my little walk, <laughs> Just, my walk around please. downtown, and I was in a full, like, I'll sweat. take high 80s. I know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. This timing's really good, because we're going to be talking about which character from The Breakfast Club we all are in a couple of weeks. <laughs> By the way, we're replacing oh, right? TBTL with just BuzzFeed quizzes from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the dulcet tones you hear is coming from the Mayfair Lane Studios in the Allentown neighborhood of Buffalo, New York. It's Bobby, no nickname, Pape. Hi, Bobby. Good morning, Hillary. Oh, wow. Actually, the introduction took so long, it's now the afternoon. Good afternoon, Hillary. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to make this Go a Bills. short one. Oh, come on. Hey, some of us have some football-related crying to get to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move it on. Um, obviously, we're going to do some LRB business, probably more of that than, um, you know, TBTL show discussion, do a little housekeeping and tell y'all how to get involved um, with that. And you're our business lady. What's up in the business? Well, not as much business as one might think, perhaps slightly less business than we've had recently. We have a few things to talk about, a few throw your phones, but I'm going to start with my business this week. Which really isn't even my business. I can say it's a thing that happened to me, but it's more a thing that I saw happen that I wanted to share with everybody because it was so bizarre. So this was Tuesday. I was coming home from the grocery store and I uh, was heading home just on the side streets. And as I was driving down the back road, somebody made a right turn and pulled out in front of me. That's fine. And then a couple of seconds later, somebody else made another right turn after them, kind of a little closer to me than I was sort of happy with. If it had been me turning, I would have waited for the car to pass. But this person did not. They did not come to a full stop. They did not seem to check. They just went. Um, Then a few seconds later, I saw their arm come out the driver's side window and they threw something out like they lobbed it up and over the car to the right shoulder. And for all appearances, it was a soda can or a pop can, if you will, a, some sort of carbonated beverage that it, like they had shaken up and punched a couple of holes in because it was spraying <gasps> soda. It was like a soda bomb or something. And it didn't hit me, but I saw it. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then a couple of seconds later, something else flew out the window. It seemed to be some sort of small tin that went to the side of the road. Then a couple of seconds later, something else that was flat, maybe like paper, but heavier, flew out the window. And I thought, you know, I'm going to just ease off a little bit here and fall back because I don't know what's going on here, but I'm going to keep my distance Then this person, this second car, I'm the third car, he's the second car in the chain, sped up right onto the ass of car number one and tried to pass him on the right shoulder. And there really isn't a right shoulder. It's like three quarters of a shoulder. So he couldn't do that. And he dropped back still right on this ass. And I'm like, I'm going to ease off a little bit more because this is not something I want to be involved with. And finally, as they're about, I don't know, 50 yards down the road for me, they're going around a curve and car number two decides to go around on the left and cuts in front of car number one and makes them stop for all the world like a police chase on a cop show. 
like swerved around him, angled in, made car number one come to a stop, who then Ooh. very quickly made a left turn down a convenient side street. And at that point, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go a different way. Yeah. Because something weird is very much going on. <laughs> and the, the contradicting thought in my head was, but I have ice cream in the trunk. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want my ice cream to melt, but I also don't want to come anywhere close to these maniacs. So that was what happened. But the tag on this, my power out, if you will, was when I got home, I pulled into the garage and as I got out of the car, I smelled this really strong, flowery perfume smell. And I thought, that is weird. What, did the landscaping company come and do something weird? I went out in the uh, driveway and it didn't smell anything. But when I went back into the garage, the front end of my car smelled like somebody had dumped a bottle of perfume on it. Ooh. And the only thing that I can think of is that one of the things that flew out of the window was scented somehow. Ugh. And that I drove through that. And it was so strong mm. that I went out a couple of hours later back into the garage and it was like it would choke a horse. And I thought, I got to put the car out in the driveway tonight. And uh, I could still smell perfume in the garage yesterday, five days later. So God. I don't How know bizarre. what this was about, but it was weird. It is bizarre. You should Something's get a happening scanner. in Brighton. <laughs> well, I live literally down the street and across the road from the police station. So if anything, if there are sirens, I hear them. So I should yeah. know if something's going on. No, they were taking matters into their own hands, these people. Oh, yeah. They weren't, they weren't going through the system. <laughs> this is not, protocol is not being followed. Is this a pilot for a new show on Fox? Maybe. Twin Cities Vigilantes. Yeah. I'm surprised they just they only did the did the head, head them off cops thing because the the move on cops now is to pit them, which means you you take out the back of their car and you make them like spin and flip. Oh. You know they ask they always call on their radio permission to pit. Oh, and and pit means it means something. It stands for something, and basically it means um, how how can I wreck this felon's <laughs> car? Put and, in traction, and apprehend them. <laughs> right. Uh, PIT stands for Pursuit Intervention Technique. So oh. there you go. There you go. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> totally pitted. Yeah. There's the picture in the article is damaged from a pit maneuver on a Crown Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. Crown Victoria. Yeah. I had a Crown Victoria one time. Uh, I think I was in graduate school and I, I bought this uh, used car and it was a former police car and it's still you could see all the spots where they tried to sand it down where the lights were on top of it or mm -hmm. whatever this car was a fucking beast mm -hmm. i mean this thing yep. could go i mean you just barely step on the accelerator it would just fly do you ever you know? just park with your headlights just sticking out from behind some bushes to fuck with people <laughs> <laughs> i know because i i mean because i was uh always doing wrong i was always a felon and then you know and uh, then i was later on the run i knew what a fucking police car profile looked like i knew all of them yep. i knew all the undercovers i knew everything because i was always one one you know away from going to jail forever so um so yeah if, if someone was if someone did that it would fuck with me big time I'd be, oh, and i would sweat the sweat of a guy who was about to go to jail forever 
You're telling me that you're not worried if you see like a Honda Fit on the road that that might be <laughs> no. undercover cop? No, no, they should do that though. They should really go to some unconventional. <laughs> Nissan Cube pulled me over. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> Those fuckers. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> well, stay tuned, I guess, for the the hive of scum and villainy that is New Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> uh. New Brighton's gone to shit. Did you go to a car wash after? Because that that spring floral bouquet of vape juice or whatever that's on the front of your car is is bound to just eat away at your paint job. I Mm. haven't because I haven't smelled it, but you're right. That's probably not a bad idea. I thought to myself, if I can still smell it after leaving it outside all night, then I will run it through the car wash. But I didn't. So maybe it was just on the on my tires sort of think yeah. and so i drove into the mm-hmm. the garage and i deposited on the garage floor maybe mm-hmm. you drove through a bunch of jewel <laughs> <laughs> everybody's getting rid of their jewels because they yeah. read the reports right. they're, just, yeah, they're yeah. like never mind. Firing, it, firing it out of their car and you're driving through well remember prohibition all those famous pictures of them smashing the barrels and the the beer and liquor uh, flowing through the heartbreaking. streets yeah heartbreaking <laughs> pictures now it's just now it's just sickly sweet Nicotine liquid. It's a creme brulee bonfire. (laughs) That'd be a way to die. I would. I would like to die in a creme brulee fire. Oh, disgusting! All right, Mike. What's your revelation? You've been having a lot of revelations (laughs) these days. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, it happened this morning, uh, shortly after dog feeding time. Mm -hmm. Emily had vacated the bedroom and and had fed the dogs and I'd heard them go outside and bark and do all their business and so I think everyone had settled back in it was probably 535 540 somewhere in there and I just sat up in a panic which sometimes happens I just I have weird things that happen to me in the morning so I woke up and I was in panic and and I was like ah what do I do? I mean, cause I, my legs aren't on, so I can't just like get up and go watch TV or, you know, whatever. So I either have to figure out a way to go back to sleep or just get up and sit in the dark. And I realized I hadn't listened to more than like 15 minutes of Friday's TBTL. And the perfect remedy for a panic attack in the middle of the night and you want to, <laughs> you know, you want to sleep a little bit more is one of the most boring things that you could possibly listen to. And at this point, to me, that's TBTL. And and so we're kind of getting to the point where this is this is going to be my use. You know, this is going to be a regular use of TBTL, just something relaxing to me. And it, it worked because by the time they got to the second break, I was out. I was gone, you know, <laughs> just mouth open, drool going everywhere. It's like, you know, totally relaxed. So... I guess it's senioritis, you know, but I'm kind of checking out, I have to say. Yeah. My revelation is it's it's already over for me. <laughs> it really is. All that's left is to bury the body. Well, yeah. I know when I I'm kind of need to take a break because when it comes up when the you know, it downloads onto my phone and I look at the time like how long the episode is. And if it's under an hour, like just about an hour, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm interested in listening. Let's see what they do. Keeping it tight. And then when it's an hour 37, which it almost always is for some reason, I'm like, 
Ugh, why do I have to listen to this? So, um, <laughs> so I maybe time to take. Did a you break. know twenty two minutes are just trash talk? Twenty two minutes. It's all it is. Be- it's all it is. Is just them like ruminating on <sighs> trash or yeah, or, yeah, know, like like trash talk would actually be entertaining, but tr- actual trash talk is not no. Great. I know literal trash talk. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you for guys. reminding me. I got to take the garbage out tonight because I'm leaving for boston and i don't like to make sam do it oh put it on my list here garbage yeah. out what a good husband very sweet no anxiety Somebody accused me of cleaning the cat litter box today i was <laughs> i was really surprised he's like did you dump a whole thing of cat litter in the box I'm like, i i scoop poop when you're gone but the days of me changing an entire litter box i mean how dare you accuse me of that i'm that is not me it was your idea to have cats and you will Always be in charge of that box, as long as you're in town. <laughs> uh, I should do pet talk for a minute. I don't want to interrupt the end of your revelation. Is that the end of your revelation? No, that's it. That was it. I'm watching some Buffalo Bills. Let, let me let me just say something. I'm watching a guy with a hamburger on ESPN. Uh, he's in the middle of a bunch of Buffalo Bills fans, and he's holding out his hamburger, hoping that to get condiments on it. And there's a an, there are thousands of people like squirting ketchup out of like caulk guns and i mean this is a scene dude i had no idea i mean i knew buffalo fan the guy's covered in mustard he can't even see his <laughs> hamburger anymore uh-huh what's going on buddy uh you moved back there this is <laughs> uh you're talking about pinto ron God. Is that right? Yeah. That was a particular guy with the hamburger? Is that a thing? He goes well, out you're talking about a guy for the who best? Uses, he uses an old Ford Pinto and he tailgates by cooking on the hood. Oh, what are those? He's, he's kind of famous. Oh. So he doesn't have time for the condiment. So he just like, he goes out there and says, okay, condiment me. I've already cooked my burger on my hood. Yeah. So let's see how much abuse I can take. How many, how many condiments these people can spray down on me from the top of their Buicks. Yeah. I've already found a, a YouTube video called Lost in the Sauce, The Legend of Pinto Kenny, but there is a tagline on it that says, he mainly goes by Pinto Ron, but for some reason these people called him Pinto Kenny. So We've all been lost you know. in the sauce occasionally, but we don't take it to the extreme that this guy is. Uh, you know, it's look, it's it's Bill's tailgate day. I told you, I, I was saying in our chat, some people started on Thursday in Buffalo. This is... Yeah, this is big, and this is like the biggest weekend of the year for it. So, you know, folding tables everywhere. Be warned, things are going down right now. What do you think is being thrown at the Patriots bus? I think oh, uh, well, other than just a gross stadium. ton of dildos. <laughs> well, God. the dildos get thrown on the field. That's awesome. How, what's the over under <laughs> on dildos in the field? Today? <laughs> three, three and a half. Oh, you got to use a half because you don't want to have any ties to three and a half. <laughs> yeah, you got to. You got to. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to. You got to get. You got to get the hook on either right. side. So, did the referees? I know when the dildo came on the field uh, <laughs> last year or the other, the referees just kind of kicked it out of the way. Right. What if someone you know really powers it out there, like Uncle Rico's in the stand and goes like sidearm and just gets it out to the fifty yard line in the middle of the field? Right before kickoff. Can we get that done? <laughs> that Come on, just, Buffalo. Just get a couple of people with one of those water balloon launchers. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's really get it out there. Because when they got it on their field, it was like at the three-yard line. It was right on the sideline. And the referee was able to easily kick it away. I mean, 
we gotta we gotta launch some dildos at at Brady while he's like dropping back to pass. The important part is that the cameras catch it before you know they send it to the blue tent. Yes, yeah. right. Yes, that's why you that's why you get that's why you gotta get it during live action. You gotta <laughs> right. get it. You know, just a huge black penis just falling on <laughs> Brady's head from the three hundred level. Just bam, hits him in the head while he's trying to pass. Yeah, well, sorry, I get a little excited about the game. I'm pretty. My excited. son has. Been, I just want to say whatever happens today. My son is five, five years old. No, he's not even. He's four and a half. I got my son's birthday <laughs> age wrong. He will be f- time he learned about dildos. He will be five. No, no, that's what I'm going to say. He'll be five in December. Do you know how many times the Patriots have been in the Super Bowl since he's been born? Four times. Four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. They won three. I so. mean, I hear that's what happens when you have a lot of money and you cheat, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> Because every, every, uh, the Buffalo Bills are like, you know, they're saintly. They've never done anything wrong. Give me a break. Um, To paraphrase something my mother would say, Hillary, we're not talking about your brother. We're talking about you. We're not talking about the Bills. We're talking about the Patriots. (laughs) Fine, fine. I'm going to stay quiet. I'm not going to say anything because I actually don't think you're going to win, but we'll see. I'm going to stay quiet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, uh, we, no, we're gonna we're gonna move on because yes you know because did we get that in the clear <laughs> i'm gonna stay quiet <laughs> we'll, we'll lift it off hillary's track um yeah. okay. no pet talk i i did not put it in another business because I, I hadn't been thinking about it but uh oh hillary wrote hillary's depressed in the place where i was gonna write pet talk <laughs> well you go first pet talk then i'll be okay. end with depression and then well, well mike inspired me with this because uh cupcake's been a little mopey she she had a bit of a cold or something and she she's laid out for a few days kind of even i mean she's already an incredibly lazy fat cat so to notice that she's being even lazier than normal and you know we moved her litter box up from the basement level to the main floor so that she wouldn't have to go up and down quite so many stairs. We noticed that she hadn't used it in a couple of days to the point where Sam very excitedly sent me a picture of cat shit on oh. Wednesday or Thursday, to which I said, please never do that again. And she said, I thought you'd want to know. And I said, well, no, I'm very glad that she finally went, but you could have told me or, you know, or oh, jokingly, we call it, well, Almond Roker, right? So. Oh, oh. <laughs> Every time I think. Maybe it would be nice to get a cat. Oh. <laughs> Almond Roca. God, that sounds awful. Can we make some cat shit tacos out of the Almond Roca? <laughs> well, so given all this with the cat, I figured we're done on Pet Talk for a while. But Sam and I were out to dinner last night. We walked to an Italian place around the corner. It's a nice place. We had a very nice dinner. Split a bottle of wine full of carbs. And then toward the end of the meal, she springs on me. Uh, she wants to get a dog and we've, she's been same as predictable with these things. She does the same thing when we bought the house. She looks at listings for a while. She knows I can see her looking at listings for a while. <laughs> she starts sending me listings. She starts showing me things on her phone. She has shown me a few pictures of adorable dogs recently, including one named Mookie that would have been a great fit. And then, you know, just finally last night, she caught me in a moment of weakness. So yes, we are going to start the process of finding yes. a dog. Now I love dogs. Yes. Now, my concern has always been my schedule. I feel bad because I'm not I'm not here a couple of days a week, so I can't yeah. pull full weight on walking and playing and tending to dog needs. 
that you know but if but it's her idea so well, you can always put it back on her exactly what you're saying about the cat <laughs> exactly so uh mm-hmm. we're gonna start so we're going on vacation over thanksgiving and we're gonna be gone for several days and so i think we're gonna aim for after we get back from that vacation because we'll be home pretty steadily for a couple of months um you know no big trips or anything after that because there's a few big trips coming up and by the way tens lrb Wagoneers. Um, I'm going to be in San Francisco in a couple of weeks, and I've never Ooh. been before. So if you have San Francisco advice, and also, Anne, I should track down your brother. Um, mm-hmm. Send it your my, my way, because I've never been, and I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Because Sam's going to be busy being fancy professional, and I'm just along for the ride like a freeloader. So San Francisco tips, please. And uh, dog tips for dogs that get along with an old lazy-ass cat. That'd be great. <laughs> We're moving into dogland here soon. I love it. Yeah, I, love I would it. say just don't go puppy. Yes, no, no puppy. No puppy. I actually advised. I, I suggested we get an older dog and just try it all out. You know, like yeah, yeah, a dog with a few years left and yeah, kind of you know. I'd like an old lazy. You know, basically my, my requirements were a dog that can go on the back deck without immediately trying to jump over the railing, and a dog who won't <laughs> rush out the front door if it's open for thirty seconds. Because every dog I had as a kid yeah. was super poorly trained, including. <laughs> yeah. Our our purebred husky when I was a kid Cujo, who uh. we yeah really who we inherited from a friend who couldn't take care of him anymore. He's the one I used to strap my sled to and have him pull me around the neighborhood by throwing pieces of bologna as far as I could. Are you in like um, Ethan front? Like are you in, <laughs> like an old New England novel? Push me around the sled. <laughs> First of all, the sled was cheap plastic and. And I really, I was, I was just frisbee flicking bologna as far, and the dog could just eat for days. So I could, the dog could eat a whole thing of bologna by the time we were done. Uh, yeah, I, I never had a well-trained dog and, and I'm willing to invest some effort and time and money into training, but I mainly just want a dog that, that is chill, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At least so, four years old. Just yes. go four, yeah. four years old or yeah. older. And of course, totally you know, adopt, not shop. We're going to go, go get a rescue dog because mm-hmm. we're not you know yeah so we'll see but it's it's nearly dog time at the mayfair lane studios wow i know why do you think luke and carrie went with a purebred dog a platonic ideal of a dog i think it's because they Mm -hmm. wanted the platonic ideal of a dog yeah well (laughs) they didn't get the training part no and i think carrie like surprised luke with it um if i remember correctly Uh and i'm sure she was just present yeah and i'm sure she was like this is he wants a he wants a um lab but so this is the easiest way oh right the coat hook moment yes yeah (laughs) yeah you go to a shelter you might not get your Coat hook moment. You'll you'll get exactly the dog that needs you yeah. and and you need, but yeah. but you won't get the the Christmas card picture dog yes. that, you, yeah. that you want. Yeah. I mean, famously, when Sam went to adopt Cupcake, she was she went without me a couple of times to the Rhode Island SPCA, and she walked in one day and sat down on the floor, and they let a bunch of the cats were out, kind of milling about, and Cupcake was an older cat, yeah. and she hadn't been adopted, and she'd had some some minor medical stuff and so she'd been around a couple of months and she was on clearance uh literally they had slashed her adoption fee in half because they were doing that for all older cats Mm -hmm. you know she was five at the time she wasn't really old but not a not a kitten they had those plastic numbers draped over her like at a used car (laughs) lot they had a balloon tied to her it was weird the hood was up (laughs) Um, (laughs) she came over and she sat in in sam's lap and just didn't leave 
And so that yeah. that was it. Like of all yeah. the cats, she was the yeah. one who just you know she came over and was like, "Yep, you're mine now." And so Sam said, "Okay." And we that's how Edith happened. The they, she, Emily called me from the shelter and said, "You have to get down here to the shelter." And I said, "Why?" She goes, "Because they won't let me take it home until you say okay." <laughs> <laughs> I well, need obviously, my husband's because, permission. Right. <laughs> They just thought, you know, it was some lady just wandering and said, give me this one, you know, because it's out of my lap. And like, well, wait a minute. Who are you? What's your situation? You know, what's going on? Does your legal landowner say this is okay? (laughs) (laughs) Hillary, what's going on? (laughs) Well, I think I'm not really depressed. That was a loose. um, I'm just. You're not handling this well. I'm not handling this well. (laughs) So as uh, our chat knows, I for some reason decided yesterday that I needed to clean out the drawers in my bedside table. I've just moved it from like Los Angeles basically to an apartment in Austin to our house without really ever going through it. Like I've just been stuffing it and I don't use it really for anything. It's more for the top where I put my books and you know, all that jazz. So yesterday I was like, I'm going to clean out my drawers. I have saved the most random shit. I don't know why. Like I saved my training for my luggage job, like the sales training, I saved, yeah, like the codes for the, um, the, we didn't have a computer. It was just like a cash register. I don't think, I mean, it, I don't even remember. It did not have a computer access, <laughs> but it, like how to close out. Um, I also found many, many, many pictures of myself from when I was mm, 22 to like 25. <laughs> Listen, I'm. Okay, Hillary, I have to ask you about this. <laughs> you, you somehow were into selfie culture long before <laughs> selfie culture happened. I didn't take them. How did you do this? Did, did, I mean, did you have a, a, a caddy? I mean, no, did you use know. different people all the time? I mean, how do you get all these pictures of yourself? That's, well, most of them I mean, are... I wish, I wish I'd been that popular that everyone was snapping <laughs> photos of me all the time. I think we had a lot of um, disposable cameras. Like, I think that, that we were very into that inexplicably. I don't know uh-huh. why. Now... Listen, I'm a confident enough person. Well, I mean, I have extremely low self-esteem, but I'm confident enough in my daily life. Like, I don't think I'm a complete troll, but I'm looking back at these pictures and I remember probably thinking that I was like cute, not cute or like fat or whatever in these pictures. And I'm looking back at me at 25 and I'm like, God damn it. Enjoy mm. it. Why didn't I enjoy it? Yeah. A picture. I of- never thought I was good looking at all. Oh, like when no. I was a kid or when I was like, and, and I look at the pictures now, I'm like, Dude, you should have been killing it. I know. It. Why weren't you? Why uh, weren't you killing it, dude? Don't. Why we? Why did you lack confidence? You stupid. Seriously, asshole. youth is wasted on the young. It's so stupid. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was like lightly depressed, but now I'm really. I'm trying to live in the moment of being forty, <laughs> almost forty-one, um, <laughs> because maybe I'll look back oh, in like no. ten years and be like, "Okay, oh, you were really cute then." Um, anyway, yeah, I, I wasn't like happy then. That's the thing is I do remember, like, I remember having a lot of fun. I guess I was good looking enough. Um, but I remember being pretty miserable all the time. So at least maybe I'm slightly more comfortable in my skin. Plus like, you know, 20 pounds or so. Oh, totally. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I I mean, just the feeling that you had, the feeling of like self-satisfaction security that you have as as you're older compared with uh, the, all of the like you know, the angst and the insecurity yes. that you felt when you were in your twenties. Yeah. Fuck it, that. It's so much more like wistful than it is 
me wanting to be there. It just like you could, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. That's the crazy thing. Like some of these things, I, it mm-hmm. just seems like it was I don't know, yesterday. I remember ha- feeling that, you know, certain ways and it was 2001 or to 2004. Anyway, it's just, it was funny. And I did find that I sent to y'all a picture. This is my favorite thing that I found is a picture of Dave from a wedding we went to where he is doing a full <laughs> white man's overbite. Like it is with like thumbs out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, I showed it to him even he laughed like usually he's annoyed with it but even he was like oh my god <laughs> permission to use it permission mm, I don't know about it's that so it's great. so good it's so it's good it's the best I might I'll, I'll comment on the Facebook post with the picture I'll get permission that way All right. uh, <laughs> he's going full lane <laughs> he totally is and he sort of weirdly has a mullet in it it was 2005 oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on but yeah it was it was some I was down stuff. with whatever he was doing <laughs> I mean I was like okay I'm in uh, anyway don't look back at old pictures it's sort of depressing although it was kind of fun and I realized that I made um ten dollars an hour at my first job which is fine in 2001 except that I lived in Berkeley and worked in San Francisco. There, mm. though, that is why I had credit card debt for a really long time, because you can't live, even in 2001, like yeah. you can't live there on $10 an hour. That just isn't possible. Just making $6 plus tips at the coffee shop I was pseudo-managing in 2003-04, so. Yeah. 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 It's tough. Uh, Hillary, I'm just impressed that your bedside table wasn't just full of weird sex stuff like most people. <laughs> I mean, no, she threw all that on the on the field at the Bills game. <laughs> yeah, that's no. I'm going to waste my money on that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, mm, no comment. My dad listens to the show. <laughs> Fair oh, there was a very. Speaking of your dad, there was a very nice note from your there dad. Was. There was there was addressed very to nice... Trixie. I, yeah, I, I have proof of Trixie. It's from my dad saying, well, because it was right when I moved to the Bay Area without a job, which is don't kids don't do that. Um, and he was like, don't get frustrated. I believe in you. You're smart. It kind of made me cry again. So yeah. my dad's a good writer and he'll he'll write a good a good note to to boost your self-esteem. So I'm glad I kept it. It's touching that you have that because kids these days would never print out those text messages. <laughs> so. I know. I know. But it stays in the cloud forever. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) All right. Shall we do a couple of throw your phones before we get to the recap proper? Yes. Just a couple. I think we don't quite have time for all of these because Bobby has to go cry over the bills. But (laughs) there are several. The long ones ones need to be saved anyway because we need time to to cry over things that aren't football related for these long (laughs) ones. But we see you. we see you and we hear you and we appreciate you. Uh, what we'll probably did... fit fit a lot of that in with our big wrap up yeah. when we're done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I do want to read one from Hannah who says, I just finished listening to your most recent recap. You wanted those of us who haven't said anything to say hi. So, hi. Hiya. I love your podcast. Hi. I started listening because it was TBDL related, but now I listen for you. I look forward to seeing what you come up with in the future. I remember watching you do interviews after the show in Austin and was too shy to come say hi. At my age and with tens, that shouldn't be a thing. Anyways, you're all wonderful and funny. Thank you for brightening our lives. Hannah, you almost got in trouble with Mike 
for this one. Oh, <laughs> because I, he was... when I read this, I started steaming. I was getting <laughs> when so you mad. mentioned the Austin show, he thought that meant that you lived in Austin or Austin adjacent. And he was going to be very upset with you for living near him and not engaging with him. I had to go to your Facebook page and verify that you live in Tennessee so that you wouldn't be in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let me find out you come, you came back here Hannah, and and we didn't, uh, we didn't go out and do something. Mike, don't let me find Mike and I are very sweet in person. We're very kind. We're not scary. I mean, not always. Right. Yeah, let them take you out to dinner. That goes really well. It does. We come on a little strong. I think we come on a little strong sometimes. No. So thank you very much for that, Hannah. Uh, I'll mention a quick note we got from Hugh Deman. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Hugh. Uh, who appreciates Mike's philosophy on raising kids, quote, here's a flashlight, a racing form, and a penthouse, unquote. And then he says, the only improvement I would add to this is, now go play in traffic. If only we'd had traffic in Bellevue in the 70s. If mm, you know, true. There's plenty of traffic now, but back in the day, you'd have to jump in front of a car. You know, you'd really have to surprise it. <laughs> Ah. Uh, and finally then for general throw your phones today i do want to bring up the note that bruce sent which i found very funny he says two words quote spicy nugs unquote <laughs> i assume nugs ends with a z since when did luke become Polly shore circa 1992 <laughs> Ugh. Uh, nugs dude <laughs> At first, I like I didn't know what he was talking about because I guess I had been you know thirty seconds ahead on the ads, and then I just caught it, and I was like, "Oh, there it is! That is weird." I did too. Like the day after, I think yes. I was driving, so I had to listen to the ads, and I was like, "Oh, there it is, nugs." <laughs> exactly. Oh, it was in the it was in the DoorDash ad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, because the spicy nugs are bad. <laughs> yep, and DoorDash will bring you anywhere from 100 or 600 of them for $5, according to That's what you need. This, this Z thing, though, it's it's a an epidemic. Uh, I, I, have, I have vented here before about frustrations with getting a haircut because I usually just give up and go to a Supercuts or Great Clips or Sport Clips type generic, you know, chain place. And, and all love to the folks who work there. It's real hit or miss. Sometimes you get somebody who really knows what they're doing. And sometimes you get someone who's working there because they could not get a job at a salon or, mm. you know, for whatever reason. And so my haircut is simple. And yet I've had it fucked up so many times. And so I always think to myself, I should go to a barber, right? I shouldn't go to these places. I should go to a real barber who knows what knows what he or she is doing. And uh, I look for a barber shop and then... I'll find one and I realize it's $40 and they want to wax my mustache. And I'm like, no, I don't really want to go to that mm. place. And then I'll find another place. Is that code for something? <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> and who's paying who? Right. Well, I think that depends on how it ends. So I finally, I, I, I get a, I hear a good review. There's this place up near Wegmans up in the Northern part of Buffalo. Sure. Great. I'll, I'll go look. And we drove past it the other day and I see it's, it's Buffalo haircuts. 
is what it's called, but it's Buffalo Haircuts with a Z. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, I've lost no. all respect for them as a business if they have replaced an S with a Z. I just can't go there. I can't hear do you. It. Mm-hmm. What if they somehow work a pair of scissors into the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, <laughs> there's, no. there's a salon near the university called icons with a Z that's been there a long time too. And just, really, this is not necessary. I can't, I can't trust your judgment. That's what it comes down to. This is a litmus test or, or a litmus test. <laughs> oh God. That's that the show title. <laughs> I like it. Picture it, Dave, <laughs> snapping his fingers. Oh, goodness. What was the song? What was the I song? Have, oh, was I have playing? no idea. You know what? There's Can we speculate? <laughs> there's, when I was in college, this is why I think it, it might have been this, because when I was in college, um, I don't know, we were at like a dance or something, and there was a band playing, and they played Brick House, which is my least favorite. I hate that song. And they made me come up at like me and a bunch of other girls come up and dance on the st- the band did, and so I think it might have been Brickhouse because I was like so irritated that that song was playing because I hate like I have like it like triggers something in me. It's such a stupid mm. song. They made you mm-hmm. come up and dance. They did. Yeah. They, they made honestly you. they did. It was like, and my friends were like, "Go, go, you should go." You know, I mean, I'm like a I'm a show off, so of course I want to go up there, but it was awful, and I'm traumatized still. Not as irritated as that kid in the background, though. I know he's like. I, I'll ask Dave. I, he's not going to want it to be the like cover photo, but I'll, I will. Oh come on! No way! No way! That's a star turn. If, I, if that picture were of me, I would want to make sure it got out there. Now, Mike, uh, we're driving traffic to the Facebook page, so yes, yeah, it's all good. True. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. Facebook group. Well, the new well, it's yes. still a page right well, now. We're getting there, though. Yeah, <laughs> group to come. We're grouping it. Uh, Hillary, would you like to take us into TBTL? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, this is a topic of Into the Wild. Luke saw a large, well-fed urban coyote on his jog through Wallingford. Um, I only vaguely remember the story of it, but the only reason why I wanted to talk about this is I also recently saw a coyote in my neighborhood. And I hadn't seen a coyote since I lived in L.A. I used to live, when I lived in Los Angeles, I lived in Los Feliz, which abuts Griffith Park. So, you know, it's a little bit mountainous, not mountainous, but there's, you know, terrain there. And coyotes would frequently be in the neighborhood. Uh, And they're really scary. And mostly they're not well fed. Luke's right. They're usually like kind of, you know, foraging skinny city uh, coyotes. I was wondering Mm -hmm. at that because coyotes kind of by definition are not... No, yeah. Well built. No. Ugh. I feel like, did I miss this episode? Because I remember the episode where Luke saw a coyote. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Let me pronounce it correctly. Coyote. And the funny thing is, later that week, he said, was I pronouncing that weird? And Andrew's like, yeah, you were. But Andrew was saying it as well. I mean, he was also saying coyote. He he went in and out of it, though. It's... I mean, he he. Did say it a couple times. All right, but I think he that, pronounced it that two particular... times as coyote and forty-eight times as coyote. <laughs> but he he demonstrated that he knew how to pronounce it. I think he was just—I don't want to say humoring Luke, but he was just kind of going along with it. Did this make anyone else want to go back and watch the uh, the year two thousand Piper Parabo? vehicle uh, coyote, coyote ugly, ugly. Oh, it's such a good movie i mean it's a terrible yeah. movie but i will watch oh my it god i was on. gonna say that is such a bad movie it's awful but i will watch it but we've all watched if it if it's on we've all watched it. 
It's bad. It's, really it's so bad. bad. And the dad. It's thing John Goodman. Like, oh, oh yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe you're moving away from home to pull off your top at a in a bar. <laughs> and it's so chaste. They don't actually really do anything. And Tyra Banks is no. in it. Oh, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, believe me, high uh, school Bobby remembers that they didn't give up anything. <laughs> I would really be mad if I had just ordered like a twelve dollar, you know. Uh, Greyhound and someone was stomping on the bar and it was spilling all over. <laughs> Could you just get off the fucking bar so I can drink this thing? It features you the Leanne Rhymes classic, Can't Fight the Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen it too many times. Anyway, yes, coyotes are, really are t- like terrifying to me. And you do have yeah. to be, I mean, that is a good, like actually a good next door thing. Where people say, oh, we saw a coyote out because if you have a little dog or you know, a cat or something out there, they will eat it. They will like grab a, it. A mm-hmm. snack size pet. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, my brother, my brother's had lost a lot of cats to, to coyotes. Yeah. Jessica Simpson lost her dog to a coyote. I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, they, it was, I, it was a, the, when I saw it, a couple weeks ago it was it's always you know obviously it's always super early in the morning and I was getting into my car and I saw it it wasn't right across the street it was a little bit catty corner but honestly it was probably I don't know 20 yards away from me and I ran into my car and like locked the door as if it was gonna have like opposable thumbs to like (laughs) open the door (laughs) then there was a coyote in the back seat with a piano wire and you were finished oh but it was scary there's no I don't want to like cast aspersions or dispersions <laughs> uh you know I, I don't want to say for sure that the coyotes are responsible for my my brother's all of his cat losses but when they always wanted to go out and you would see coyotes in the yard and the cats would sneak out or whatever and you never actually see them grab the cat but the cat would be gone and then you'd look outside and there'd be a coyote out there and he'd just shrug his shoulders and go, i don't know man. i don't know <laughs> things happen no. And then he got a giant rocket made out of TNT that he sat on and he lit the end. <laughs> he drew a tunnel for my brother's cats and they wandered into it. Okay, uh, reading Rainbow. Things you shouldn't use as a bookmark, especially tacos. This story fucking offended me. Oh, don't, oh my goodness. Don't put food in books. Don't disrespect books. Agreed. I love books. Yeah. Books are great. Don't put shit in there. It's so gross. Who are these idiots? I hated this story. It's made me mad. You know, it's like, of course the taco's going to look fine two years later because he closed in a fucking book. You didn't put it outside. You know, you closed it. So let's not be surprised that things are preserved inside of something you folded it in and stuck back in a bookcase. I couldn't even mad. get on board with, I forget if it was Luke or Andrew who said, it, it, if you just used your fruit roll-up, at least that sort of Ugh. makes sense. And I was like, oh, the stain, the fruit roll-up's going to leave on that page. Yeah. Gross. Mm-hmm. How about a bookmark? <laughs> <laughs> How about a post-it? How about any scrap of paper laying around anywhere? anywhere. Or yeah. if it's your book, if you own it, dog ear the corner if you must. Oh my God. I am a dog ear guy. And then w- when I met Emily... Oh boy, she did not like that. I'm, she <laughs> disabused me of the dog ear thing right away because she she has even more reverence for books. I've been a dog ear in the past, but Bridget weirdly is like, "You can't do that, mommy. It's gonna ruin the book." <laughs> oh, 
uh, sorry. Well, how about a fucking taco in there? How's that working for you? <laughs> fucking cheddar fr- fried chalupa, you know, on page 65. <laughs> Fuck that. Actually, just... that, that'd be traumatizing if you check that out at the library. You know, you're trying to read your book and there's a taco in there from four years ago. <laughs> God. It's just a gently smushed Mexi fry. Just Ugh. perfectly... Yeah. Why is there a McGriddle on 472 here? Gross. Under Skyjinx Wu, uh, Luke was annoyed by a guy in the Portland airport taking a conference call at his gate and using a lot of corporate buzz speak jargon. Um, Luke thinks he should have gone to a quieter corner of the airport. I will simply should've, say, but... should have, yeah. but the entire airport is full of people who should have made better decisions. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what makes this guy any different? Don't, don't, don't hold hope for dignity or peace or quiet or civility at an airport gate. It's just not possible. Just courtesy for your fellow people. Yeah, Luke yeah. has lounge access pretty much everywhere. Just go hide as long as you possibly can, and then hold your breath and go get on your plane. That's what everybody else does when they can. Just yeah. yeah. Don't don't expect more out of people. <laughs> that's that's the life lesson, kids. Just expect less. <laughs> that is the most depressing, depressing life lesson I've ever heard. Start them young. Uh, <laughs> on to school days. Watching Ken Burns country music documentary makes Luke think fondly about the good college classes he took. The one that wasn't Swahili. <laughs> or Swedish. I took I took this class that he's talking about, Music One Sixty Two, and it was an amazing class and most of it was just going to the library and listening to all kinds of music from the beginning you know from the first time that people were able to record music up until the present day which for me was like the mid 40s when I was at UW and Mm -hmm. um, it was just it was it was great it was a great class it was fascinating and and I had one other series of classes that I took at UW and it was a world history and it was a trilogy taught by john bridgman who was a professor that was just universally beloved and and uh i that was one class that i never missed and that is saying something for me in college because (laughs) i rarely went to class because they had this thing called lecture notes which you could pay six or seven dollars for the entire quarter of uh of all the notes that some poor bastard had to sit there and take while you were playing basketball or sleeping in or you know, or uh, eating all you can eat taco time. So, uh, the, so yeah, the 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 great teachers that you had are memorable. I have no idea who taught music one sixty two, but uh, but John Bridgman was great, and that one sixty two was great. And there were a couple other classes that were kind of interesting, but you know, you kind of get through. You just keep getting through, and then you kind of get surprised during your education sometimes, like. Oh wait a minute! This is this is not horrible. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm enjoying this. And you get so I don't know. I don't know if you guys have the same response because you went, you had different educational um, things. But but UW is just such a big school. You're just surprised that when something actually sparks an interest, you're like, oh, this is cool. I'm actually paying six hundred dollars a quarter for something that makes sense. And now it's like six thousand. Yeah, I'm mostly just sad. I wish I could go back and do college again because I think I was just yeah. consumed with grades or whatever, like 
or just like my social life, not as focused and being very, I mean, there were definitely some classes. Like I took a German film class. I went to a really small school, so there wasn't anything that was anonymous about it. We actually had to really, most of my classes took attendance and we had to go because uh, there were, mm. you, they would know if you weren't there. And if you missed a certain number of classes, right. it would knock you down. But um, there were things that I loved. I just wish I could enjoy it now and maybe not for grade wise like a yeah. German film just go listen um, you know early mm-hmm. American film like those were I was a film minor obviously so like I wish that I could have just enjoyed it and you know I probably would be more of an asshole now I'd be like actually did you know <laughs> <laughs> oh I should mention uh, the the other class that I really remember from college was actually in grad school and it was uh it was black films and and I got to see a lot of movies that I wouldn't have normally seen and they let you because it was a very small class they let you play your favorite black film and I played Hollywood Shuffle for for everyone in the class which was <laughs> one of my favorite comedies of all time and I know there are some of some listeners that we have are very passionate about that that movie mm-hmm. and uh, and I'd love to sit and, and watch it with you maybe we'll make that a uh, a watch along at some. You point. mean when we just start ripping off a Bill Simmons podcast? <laughs> yeah. No, no, they don't do watch alongs. They do a really, they do they do rewatchables, and it's sort of scattered. Yeah, I don't know. Is. I mean, it's yeah. A, yeah. I like to listen to it, and it's and it's fun, but nobody's keeping a tight rein on yeah. it. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're kind of all over the place. So I I'm kind of in favor of the like the linear just. Show the movie. If you're listening to this, you love this movie. You know what they're saying. You know what they're talking yeah. about. So let's just talk about it while it's going on. You know, it's like, shh, shh, shh. What's he going to say? No, we've all watched this 45 fucking times. I know what he says. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's anything our podcast is good at, it's about keeping discipline and sticking to a clock. So, <laughs> yeah, we could do this. One of the, the, the lady, the lady on the ESPN pregame bucked trend and pick the bills all these other dummies pick the patriots and they're all going to be wrong all of you are going to be wrong bills are going to win sorry rory Just hoping the columbia <laughs> university marching band was dissolved because actually they were defunded because they keep making a penis in formation there are other reasons as well uh in high school andrew and his friends played the penis game uh which is not what it sounds like according to ann um <laughs> I'll add an addendum to this. So not only did the Columbia University marching band get defunded and is no longer affiliated with their athletic department, but yesterday at their game where they got beaten by Georgetown, they, uh, to add insult to injury, hired a high school marching band from Staten Island to come in and play their game while the actual Mm -hmm. marching band was stuck in the stands protesting, chanting, and holding up witty, punny signs. Also, I had no idea Georgetown had a football no. team. So Actually, you know what it is? It was actually, they just gave the Georgetown basketball team a football and said, go out there and beat Columbia. Yeah. And they did. And they beat them. Yeah, and they beat them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, boy, this marching band, this is really a shame. And uh, we should we should really weigh Phyllis, uh, get yes. Phyllis to weigh in on this. Columbia grad. Yeah. It seems like uh, Columbia grads aren't generally happy about their experience at Columbia. My cousin went there and he was not, I mean, he got his degree and he, he's done really well, but he doesn't speak glowingly about his experience there. But I think it also proves that band people can be just as much of assholes as like <laughs> frat guys. I mean, yep. when they're feeling their oats. 
I mainly want Phyllis to talk more about her time at Columbia because she was neighbors with Amanda Pete. And I'd like to see how close we can get to Amanda <laughs> Pete. Sure. Right. Down, Can boy. you introduce Down. me to Brockmeyer? <laughs> right. Uh, and the penis game, does this need any rehashing? No. Because it actually was exactly like know. what it sounded like to me because yeah. I was aware of the penis game. Oh, I wasn't. I thought it would be some... Um... <laughs> Game where they could see who could expose themselves the most God. publicly. No, that my, would have my been a game. This, <laughs> my, my direct comparison, I guess. Were, my friend Mike Smith used to walk to class. Um, he because yeah, we lived about a block and a half off campus, and he would walk to class, and it's about a half mile to the communications building, and he would pull his. What. He would pull his sack out of his jeans and rebutton them to where the sack was no. just out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he would just walk to class. <gasps> that was that was his thing, and rarely did anybody notice. <sighs> and when they did, they were they were either horrified or delighted or whatever. But it just you know when you're in college, you do stupid, stupid. I'd like things. to revisit the statement that band geeks can be as gross <laughs> as frat guys. Yeah. Oh, guys are so fucking gross. Ugh. It really made it easy to give him a nice sack tap, though, before you head off. You know, before you'd veer off to your own class, just give him like, "Hey, have a good day, Mike." Whack! It was like he was on his knees, retching. Can we move on? Because I don't want to think about the term "sack tap" anymore. Um, okay. Oh well, it is going to be the show title. So, sack tap. All right. Um, obviously, I get this category. Celebrities. They're just like us. Um, the guys go over a story about how Lenny Kravitz, Kravitz wants his sunglasses back. And Luke and Andrew think it makes him relatable. Um, first of all, it annoyed me that... I, I think they talk about it later in the week, but it annoyed me that Luke was like, no, 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 his parents aren't famous. I'm like, guess they're famous. That's the whole point. Lenny Kravitz's mom. Ugh. Anyway, they just... Don't have a ton of awareness. I mean, it's not like his mom was a superstar, but you know, she was she was famous before he was. And the thing about Lenny Kravitz is, I think when he became famous, like you know, with the like, "Are you going to go my way?" His like first really big song. That was when Andrew was in his very like uh, whatever. Um, uh, I like read Bukowski and nothing is right. cool. Phase. Are you gonna go my way? Is a good song. Like that is a jam. I know they yeah. overplayed it. It is a good song, and there's mm-hmm. a lady drummer, and she's awesome. Um, so I don't know. I think that they have attitude. He is a really good looking guy, and I'm sure he's probably a douchebag or whatever. But his whole extended family are like the most beautiful people. I don't really even understand it. Like sometimes when I look at Zoe Kravitz, I'm like, you're so pretty. Like I can't even really look at you. It's like Lenny. Lisa, Zoe, and then by extension, she's the one on that HBO yes, show, yeah. right? That pushed dude down the stairs. Oh, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> Jason Momoa, <laughs> like they're all um, extremely beautiful. Anyway, I mean, it is sort of funny that Lady Kravitz is like has a Gmail address for his sunglasses. That that does kind of make me laugh. <laughs> um, but whatever. Lenny Kravitz, I I put him into the same category that I put Johnny Depp in is yeah. that they both just seem like they really should take a shower. 100%. They both look so <laughs> grimy around the edges all the time that I'm like, "Ugh. Um, I don't want to touch that." 
No, for sure. I, you know, he was. I forgot he was in the Hunger Games, and he was like weirdly good. In he that, was great in that movie. I remember when he was cast. I was like, why? But he was actually good, and sort of made me cry. But um, my favorite thing about he was Lenny in Precious too. Uh, yes, that's right. He was great. Uh, my favorite thing about Lenny Kravitz is he. Ha- there's a sweater, like a picture of him with a scarf on. And it's the biggest scarf you've ever seen, just like walking down New York City streets. And you're like, why is he wearing a scarf that's that big? It looks like an Afghan wrapped around him. But I, and I totally agree. <laughs> he does just seem like vaguely dirty. Like just he's the kind of guy who who doesn't wear deodorant because he doesn't think he needs it. Yes, <laughs> he fully he smells likes like his natural his natural man musk. <laughs> 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 Gross. Okay, whatever. The guys are weird, but yes, yeah, and totally agree. Um, another, but he's um, hot. He's he is hot. hot. Yeah, he's hot. Um, another um, celebrity discussion this week is about Terrence Howard, who is quitting acting. Pattern without gravity. What the fuck is this? Like, I, I, I do not understand this. I think that Terrence Howard is a really. I get irritated when like he has attention called yep. to him, um, but what a fucking wackadoo! Get him out of here. That's all I have to say. No one has said no to this guy in a long time. <laughs> no, I, no. But how high do you think he was on I that mean, red carpet? Like, I mean, he was probably orbiting Saturn, don't you think? Like, was he on mushrooms yeah. or something? Because he was, he was really gone. That, that was just <laughs> mm-hmm. nonsense. I, I, you know, I do consume a lot of celebrity media, and I hadn't heard this. I did not. I, maybe that my orbit doesn't include him anymore, but um, I was like, "What the fuck? It is nuts! It's really." Wacky. I think the reason it didn't get any more attention is because because it was too far. Yeah. It was just so. It was like, what? I don't, you know, because like when someone says something like slightly crazy, you're like, "Oh, you so crazy? Let's play that again." But when he says shit like that, you're like, "I can't. We can't even parse this. This is you're so. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard." Oh, yeah. I think the important no, I... question is, what planet is Don Cheadle going to build? <laughs> don't, don't diss my man, Don Cheadle. He's a good person. He's not accused of, like, assault. Um, yeah, <laughs> Terrence Howard is kind of a, a trash person. Yeah, he yes. really is. He really is. It's not, like, an isolated incident either. Um, all right. And don't, then on don't, Friday. Uh, don't dis- disparage Buckswool, my favorite uh, porn <laughs> Just like your back door. Oh my God! Stop. Okay, the last the last uh, little celebrity nugget they have is about. <laughs> this is from Bobby, and I have to read it because it made me laugh. Pronoun- pronouncing Sade, an unexpected saga. <laughs> oh. Took like twenty minutes. I think that's what got me back to sleep this morning. God, they really went through it. First of all, oh my God, oh my God, so relaxing. Everybody knows it's Sade. I don't know where. I mean, like. Maybe when I first saw it, first, first saw it written out, I, but see, I think I saw it on MTV. So I think I always knew it was Sade. Like, I just knew that that's what it was. And I really was counting, like, I knew Sade was coming at some point. I was like, when is it going to happen? When is Luke going to say that? And it was about five minutes. He got there. (laughs) Um, I don't think it's a question of pronunciation. I just think it's a question of accents because to american ears sometimes that short a said by british people sounds like it has an r on it a hard r that's why americans when you i remember it was a big thing on star trek the next generation where 
Americans always say that Captain Picard says Mr. Dater. And he doesn't. He's just saying it in a British uh-huh. accent. Yes. You know, yeah. that's all this is. She's British. Yes. When British yes. people say Sade, some Sade. dumb Americans hear an R. Yeah. No, it's- is she like the 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 cutter of celebrities or the Qatar or whatever? <laughs> you know, every five minutes they fucking change the pronunciation of that country. Uh, I, I the fact that they couldn't remember more than one shot. I mean, Shadi was a really big hit maker. Uh, it was just. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't in their orbit, but I felt like it was just always around. I like Sade. It's it's good. It's good soothing music. It yeah. Couldn't they come up with "Sweetest Taboo" as the second song? Because he Andrew played some weird, obscure no, song. By your side is not a when they were asking for the the second hit. No, but see, this is when you wouldn't have been paying attention. She kind of had a resurgence a little bit, and um, okay. by your side came out like in I don't know two thousand two two thousand three, and I only know this because it was like played a pivotal role in Sex and the City when Samantha decides to commit to Richard <laughs> and they go like skinny dipping in a pool and that song's playing in the background. Sorry. Okay. This is I'll the second week in a row where we've had a, an indirect reference to a sex in the city scene. <laughs> Listen, my brain, I'm always going to have to take your word. For <laughs> it's occupied <laughs> by dumb shit. <clears throat> uh, yeah. The guys are, I don't know. It just, this is, I know we're like in glass houses, like throwing stones because we're, we go on, incessantly but sometimes i'm like you guys just need to stop like you do a daily podcast you have to have some discipline and this just kind of shows i mean i like sade i like listening to her music but it needs to have some discipline you don't have to go around you can edit it a little bit just edit it a little bit it's okay yep we also don't get paid and don't have advertisers yes yeah uh news you can't use the creator of the labradoodle and i use the term creator very loosely Mm-hmm. <laughs> the creator, because I'm pretty sure there were two creators of the Labradoodle, and uh, <laughs> and uh, nobody else had a say in it. Uh, wishes he hadn't done that. Um, I think this is best summed up by an article from the Onion this week titled "Nation's Labradoodles Begin Combusting After Regretful <laughs> Creator Initiates Self-Destruct Sequence Programmed into Their DNA," Aww. and the the graphic with it is disturbing. <laughs> So Labradoodles are big, dumb animals that probably should never have been brought together in that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. But boy, they're cute. They are cute. I don't see how it's any worse than any of the other inbreeding or health problems created in other animals. No. no. Other breeds of dogs. I mean, famously, what is it? The French bulldogs are yeah. all born by cesarean because their heads are so big they can't fit through the birth canal. So what a terrible thing to do. They're so dopey, but they're so cute. But yeah, some poor bulldog who's pregnant (laughs) runs off. They're dead. Oh, no. Thank you, dog cesarea. (laughs) 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 Bobby, that was like a level 10 dad joke. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so audience specific. That's why I had to do it. But I think there was a point in the article that I read that I thought was good is that there is a difference between a responsible breeder and an irresponsible breeder that Luke didn't quite incorporate. I don't know if he well, he said he read the Washington Post article, which is the one I read. But, you know, if you don't know what you're doing as a breeder, it's not as simple as just putting a you know poodle in a lab in a room together and seeing how it works out. 
Um, Light a couple I of candles. Guess. Like a five-year-old girl that slams their dolls together. You know, it's like... <laughs> But apparently that there is some gene that can predispose them to um, hearing loss, hearing disorders. If you mm. uh, inbreed the same line too many times, you can really put them at risk for some problems that where if you were more responsible and maybe you widened the gene pool a little bit, you could avoid some of that. So They say it's a hearing problem, but sometimes I think they're just not listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... Obviously, I love celebrities, and that includes the royal family. Like, I, I'm a avid royal watcher. And when Prince William and Harry, honestly, were young, they were so cute. Like, Prince William was, when he was 21, I mean, another, like, let's go down memory lane. He was beautiful. He was now, beautiful. Now you see the inbreeding, the, like, generations of inbreeding <laughs> shining through his face and his, <laughs> his hair and the whole situation. You're like, oh, God, this you just can't. You got to, like you said, Anne, like, widen the circle. <laughs> that cannot be same, same. <laughs> Maybe their kids stand a chance. All right. On mortality, Luke thinks anybody older than 50 is elderly. And I'm asking <laughs> the notes, how, do, how, how does that make you feel, Mike? Uh I don't feel elderly. I'm probably will never get to elderly, at least what I think of that is. But what I want to say is I was about Luke's age when I started listening to TBTL. So it's coming for you. It's coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) Father time is undefeated. So let's let's not get cocky. Yeah. Age is one of those things where you keep moving the goalpost. <laughs> yes. When you're yeah, 20, yeah. 40 is ancient. When you're 40, 60 is ancient. When you're 60, oh, yeah. you're Who like, are those old, old people? Ugh, they're so <laughs> gross. I mean, when I was when I was five, the sixth graders seemed ancient to me. They're so grown yeah. up. They were. Oh, yes. they, yeah. They were like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm never gonna I'm never gonna grow grow that old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke is scared of differently abled people as a young man. He talked about how he would freak out and start crying when he saw the um, the sunshine van or whatever it was that would pull up to the mall or, you know, would unload the old old people or the uh, <clears throat> differently abled people. And I, I know he was judged pretty harshly on a few platforms about this, but I think it's pretty common, especially for people that, uh, like Luke and myself, grow up like white and with a little bit of privilege, white boys with no disabled uh, relatives or friends. Like you don't know and you you fear it and it's weird. And probably because we talked about the frat earlier, but I'll, I'll just bring this up. The good thing about the frat that I was in is we tried to do philanthropy. And one was we did a fundraiser every year for, I, I forget which charity, but the other was we went and did, uh, like physical therapy and coaching and, and physical education with um, disabled kids. And I was really not wanting to do it. I mean, like I was a freshman, I was like 18. I was like, I don't want to do this. This is going to be weird. And I don't, you know, I don't get it. I don't want to do this. But once you got there, I mean, they were amazing. It was awesome. And I was so glad that we did it. And I kept doing it the whole time I was in college. And I, I have kind of a passion for coaching and especially kids. And I coached a lot of kids when I was in high school and also when I was in college and none of them listened like, like these, these kids, the disabled kids, they wanted to know stuff and they wanted to do stuff. And it was just so nice and refreshing, you know, cause they wanted us there. 
Whereas like the the kids that I coached through like YMCA and through the high school and whatever, like, fuck this guy. What does he know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so made me feel like a embiggened, I guess, is the, is the right word. <laughs> just made me feel like a better person because I was like, these people aren't bad. And now I'm disabled and I see how people look at me and it helps me understand more. Yeah. I haven't gone through that. Yep. We had to throw your phone from Kristen on this. And um, she wasn't judging Luke so much as I think just it caught her off guard. And the conversation was jarring, absolutely was. jarring. But she and I yeah. had a couple of emails back and forth about it. Why the guy with two legs on the show was the one who ended up having this email exchange with her, I don't know. But um, <laughs> uh, I mentioned to her back and forth that, you know, my first real on the books payroll job was at a group home for developmentally disabled and sometimes also physically impaired um, residents. And, you know, you you'd go out in public and Luke, Luke as a child was not the minority as a child, you know, who was just sort of thrown off by that because it's just something that's foreign to them that's different. And, you know, I, I thought even though it came out of a completely weird and unexpected place, that it was at least nice hearing a little bit of, you know, humanity conversation with Luke. And he's always been good at that. Yeah. He's always good at these sort of touching revelation moment conversations and, yeah. and wearing his embarrassment from a child. I mean, Luke grew up thinking that the earth was 6,000 years old, as noted <laughs> in the other throw your phone <laughs> that's yet to be read. Um, of course, he had some some things to learn that weren't going to happen at home. So just a nice little reminder to remind children and idiot adults uh, that there are <laughs> uh, people who aren't necessarily just like us in the world. And that those people still have value. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hesitated because I was thinking of Mike, but generally speaking. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. This interview is over. It is actually because kickoff is any minute now. Um, <clears throat> oh, it's going on. I'm not giving you updates. Right, thank you, thank you. Uh, did we? We didn't actually cover Justina's um, topic on the run sheet, did we? Uh. Uh-uh. No. So the short version is Luke mentioned the Norwegian kid who was in an exchange program to Jesus Creek and then disappeared and not even his girlfriend ever heard of him again. And Justina writes, why the hell would a Norwegian exchange student go to Jesus Creek? Maybe they never heard from him again because his parents were appalled to find out he thought the earth was 6,000 years old. <laughs> hey, maybe he wanted a, a year off school. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. The entire curriculum is based on one book I've already read. It's perfect. <laughs> It's kind of a weird way to do your gap year, but all right. That would have been perfect for me. Like, send me to France and I'll just like, uh, do I need to study anything? No, it's all bullshit. Okay, thanks. I'm going to just get with these girls. Final thoughts. That's a good spoof. I can't believe you told that joke. I'll actually give, we give credit to Phyllis for this one, who in our Slack channel uh, cracked up over the thought of a classic rock public radio station. <laughs> Which is oh, coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. The classical sure. music of our era. Absolutely. They did some good spoofs on, on, on like, Scott Simon, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
doing the uh, Def Leppard rock block or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Terry Gross saying time to get the lead out was good. <laughs> Scott Simon can't open his mouth anymore. I don't know why they keep letting him on the air. Like he was doing an interview yesterday with um, who's the guy from Ocean's Eleven? The drink. Oh, Steven Sondheim. Steven, Steven, <laughs> Steven Soderberg is in yeah, studio. I'm Scott Simon. Jesus Christ. Come on, dude. <laughs> And must listen is Hit Parade, uh, yes. the latest episode being Janet oh, Jackson's Rhythm Nation. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. I, I locked myself into an office the other day because we have cubicles, but I w- like put myself in an office because I had a lot of work to do and listen to it and it was loudly singing. You know, I miss you, <laughs> I miss you much. It's so good. It's so, it was such a good album. It was pinnacle. In- Are those offices soundproof? Mm, TBD, but it's fine. <laughs> I can pretend like, <laughs> I can pretend like they are. <laughs> or is it like Will McQuillan's current Airbnb where the walls don't go all the way to the ceiling? <laughs> oh, God. Mm. All right. Speaking of housekeeping, we're not doing very much. We're just coming in to get the trash, get you new towels. <laughs> Um, buy stuff from us, littleredbandwagon.com. The shop button still works. Uh, Christy mentioned on the last show that, you know, that probably has a limited lifespan at this point, all the TBTL merchandise. So if yeah. there is something that you've been thinking you might like, now is the time. Uh, Amazon is dead to us until further <laughs> notice. Yes. And on earbuds and earworms. Uh, I found Amy's show description a little puzzling, but the best I could tell, it's about modern or first world problems. I think that's right. Well, it's an intriguing topic. We shall see what comes of it. Yes. All right. Get involved. The website is Little Red Bad. I can never pronounce that. Little Red Bandwagon. Let's change the name. Goodness, it's almost dead. Little red. Let me put the knife in. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Okay, little red. Ba- I've explained before that when I'm entering this into the website, I have to be extremely careful not to title it "Little Red Bang Wagon," which I assume would be the porn <laughs> version of our podcast. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to extrapolate on that idea. So, but the let's D's go. Not, not close to the G. <laughs> it's two over and a world apart. Are you entering the word bang in a lot, Bobby? Is that why your finger automatically goes there? Finger bang. Stop. Stop. Okay. Uh, Please keep using throwyourphone.com. We love it. Y'all have some really, really good throw your phones and some great emails. Um, Join us on Facebook. TBD. If I get permission from Dave, I will maybe post his white guy dancing picture. Oh, my God. Um, The greatest. (laughs) The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo. We love them. Fax us, or, you know, really, it's Bobby. Fax me your butt or whatever. 617-354-8513. And with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. And again, apologies for this nonsense. (laughs) We apologize to no one. Exception. <laughs> Nailed it. Go Bills. Go Pets! Uh, Sam is yelling out to me from the den, so I think I should go. Uh, All right, go, go, go. I think I know why. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.
Fine, fine. I'm going to stay quiet. 